You are listening to the Think Brick Australia podcast. Think Brick Australia represents the clay, brick and paver manufacturers of Australia. Brick by Brick, our podcast will discuss technical information and architectural case studies with special guests. I'm your host, Elizabeth McIntyre, the CEO of Think Brick Australia. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about a little bit of control. And when I talk about control, I'm talking about trying to control joints. And I'm pleased to welcome back to this podcast our technical expert, Michael Congress. Welcome, Michael. Thanks for having me, Elizabeth. Before we get into the controlling of joints, why don't we start off with actually understanding what is a control joint and why does it apply to brick? Yeah, that's a really good starting point. Control joints, let's call them gaps in the brickwork, which allow for movement. So if we think about a brick wall as a structure, it's a rigid structure. We know bricks are strong, they're they're glued together with mortar, and they don't, as a building material, allow for much flexibility. So as designers, we have to be aware of that and place these, what we call control joints, at certain intervals along our brick wall so that when there's thermal expansion as, as the wall heats up or as the brick expands naturally, that movement is allowed for and the wall remains homogenous and cracks don't appear. And I guess that's because brick is coming from the earth and as a natural substance like we are. You know, we expand and also contract. Some of us expand more than others <laughs> after Christmas. But it is because it's a natural material. Yeah, and so if we look at the brick manufacturing process when we put those brick units in a kiln for seven days at these elevated temperatures all it's doing it's sucking out all that water Mm. so if you can imagine a sponge once it leaves the kiln and is in ambient temperature all it wants to do is absorb water and it will absorb water a lot in the first sort of three to six months but it will continue to absorb water all the way up to 15 years and as it takes that water on it's expanding in size and it's only minute. But if you think about a long wall, maybe 50 meter, 100 meter wall, that little bit of each brick adds up a long way. And if we don't put our control joints in the wall periodically to allow for that movement, we're going to see minute failures or cracking appear. All right. So I guess let's talk about how does it actually work and what standard are we talking about when we look at control joints? So I think the best way to look at it is A control joint is a generic term for a gap in a brickwork that allows movement, but we can be a little bit more specific and break those control joints up into certain types of control joints. So the first type is an expansion joint, and that's to allow for, as we discussed earlier, the bricks expanding. And that joint starts out at 10 mils, and as those bricks expand, they come closer together and the gap shrinks over time. So, Michael, what are the expansion joints actually made of? Because we're, what you're saying here is that we're not putting mortar in, we're putting something else. So it's really important that the joint is disconnected from each wall, but then we go back and fill that joint with caulking or a silicon-based uh, sealant to ensure that no water is able to penetrate that wall. Just referring back to the standard now, which we're talking about AS3700, What are they depicting that these expansion joints should measure at? Yeah, and so the standard AS3700 has tables in there. So depending on your wall length, it will give you the size of your control joint. But as a good rule to thumb, we work on 8 to 12 millimetre clear 
gap. So the nominal control joint is typically 10 millimetres. Okay. So we've discussed expansion joints. The next type of joints that you mentioned were articulation joints. Yeah. And so articulation joints, if we think about it, our brick walls are sitting on something and typically that something is a concrete slab. And if you've seen a concrete footpath, sometimes you see cracks form in the footpath. And if we've got a brick wall sitting on top of that concrete slab, those cracks are going to follow the way up the wall. So what we typically do is we put an articulation joint in our brick wall to ensure that any movement of the concrete slab isn't reflected in the brick wall as well. Because I guess it's sort of like when you're cooking a cake and you leave it in there for that little bit longer and it gets cooked and everything's flat, but then if it continues to rise, that's where you start getting the cracks. And what you're talking about here is what those cracks can do as foundations to the building that's using them as that. We've always got to remember that all of our buildings are moving. So the ground moves below as as it rains and that ground sort of swells up, our buildings are moving. And going back to what we said earlier is bricks are a rigid structure. So if we don't allow for that slight movement in ground, then the cracking that may happen in your slab can be reflected in your wall and it's unsightly. So all these control joints, a lot of the time is to minimise the ongoing cracking and making sure that that brick wall lasts forever. And Michael, just referring back to the AS3700 standards, with these articulation joints, where should we be placing them? So there's a few parameters that we look at. First of all, length. So Mm -hmm. making sure that we're breaking that wall up into smaller intervals. Second of all, where there's an opening, so either a window or a door, where that opening is on one of the edges, putting in control joints, so any differential movement is taken up by the control joint. And thirdly, typically it's step down. So if we've got a brick wall which is stepping down at each step, we would put a control joint. So again, any differential movement is allowed for by the control joints because at all these points, that's where the forces are the greatest. Michael, just a few other tips, I guess. You've mentioned sort of where some of the control joints can be placed for articulation, but where can they be placed on the actual building themselves? Remembering that the Australian standard gives us a maximum distance between control joints. So we can always shorten those gaps and and break that wall up into smaller pieces. So when we're designing a building, a house, an architectural wall, we want to think about what else is going on that wall. So maybe putting it in a way which can be concealed by a downpipe mm. or or putting it sort of above a door or places which blend in or are concealed by other building items. So it's, an, it's not so obvious. So, Michael, just let me see if I get this recap straight. When bricks come out of the kiln, um, they're a naturally porous material and therefore once they're being used in buildings, all they want to do is to be able to expand and so that this doesn't impact the wall structurally or the building it, uh, overall, we insert some control joints which absorb some of this contraction. And we've talked today about expansion joints and articulation joints. And the expansion joints are mainly used in brickwork to accommodate for that continual expansion. And then the articulation joints are put in at along the foundations of the brickwork so that the movement from the ground up is stabilised by using the expansion joints. Have I captured that correctly? Yeah, Elizabeth, absolutely. Keeping in mind that we know bricks are strong and rigid and durable and by placing these control joints at certain intervals, it just ensures that they remain that way forever. 
Michael, you know that I like doing other things whilst I'm listening to podcasts. So where can people go to find out some more information? The ThinkBrick website should be your first point of call. We have a range of fact sheets and manuals which go into a lot more detail around control joints and where to put them and the sizes and the length spans. So that should be your head there if you want some more information. And the links are in the show notes. The show notes as well. Thanks for joining us, Michael. My pleasure. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please follow, rate and review our podcast. We are always looking for new ways to think brick. If you have an idea of what you'd like to hear about, there's a link in our show notes to let us know.